0: You're listening to a message from Christian Life Ministries in Coventry, a dynamic, growing church in the heart of the nation. We pray that God will speak to you through this word and impact your life for his glory. Please be seated. A few months ago, our neighbours moved and we went round to say hello to the new neighbours and we knocked on the door and the lady opened the door and she looked at Susan and she looked at me and she said, you must be Vicar One. And you must be vicar too. And we realized that the previous neighbors had told them a bit about us. And I was taken back and we invited them for dinner. And a few weeks later, they came for dinner. And when they arrived, the lady said, my daughter asked me today, what are you doing tonight? And I said, we're going for dinner with the people next door. And she said to me, you mean the vicars? And I said, yes, but they're different than you think. Because they're not at all godly. I'm really hoping she meant religious, not at all religious. Susan and I have been married for 37 years this year. She's blessed to have me. And uh, we have an amazing family which now contains three granddaughters who I believe will appear on the screen as if there they are. Look at that. Come on. Come on. And they, uh, they stay with us every Monday evening. And we're so... Blessed, And we're continually reminded of the reality of joy by Annabelle 10, Rosie 8, and Zoe 6. Constant games, dressing up, cooking, chasing, hide and seek, mess, dancing with me in the lounge. And around the table a few weeks ago as we did, uh, uh, trying to teach them a Bible verse each time they're with us, We were looking at, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And Zoe looked at us and changed it forever in the Bible for us. She said, Jesus said, I am the garlic bread of life. (laughs) And I'll never, ever be able to read that verse again and not add garlic in my head. You know, we get complicated, we get distracted. But for us, our granddaughters remind us that life is wonderful. Now, we must seize the moment and be grateful and stay, even in the hardest seasons, full of joy. And can I say, if you're married, hold hands when you go out, go for walks and skip together, and every one of us, let's laugh every day. Let's build relationships with people who make us smile, and let's find the river of joy in the middle of every season. Amen. Well, a huge hello to the whole. Of CLM, those of you in the room, those of you joining us online, we love Martin and Esther dearly. We love this church. And it's such a privilege to share some thoughts today with you. John the Apostle wrote down his visions in Revelation to encourage the faithful to resist the pressures of the day, to keep their focus on Jesus, to stand strong in the spiritual battle, and to remember Jesus' ultimate victory. And Revelation today, for me, reminds us that Jesus is going to return, that all things will be made right, and it's still such a powerful book to us today. And I felt led recently to a chapter four, and I want to bring some thoughts to you today from just two verses in chapter four, which we're going to read together as it comes on the uh, the screen behind me. After this, I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. And at once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. We are looking for Him. Our gaze and our pursuit is for Him. Our hearts long for that Father's embrace, for Jesus' grace and kindness, the Spirit's deep presence. We're looking. And as I've looked and thought for this morning, I want to share what I and we feel for you as a house, for you to go away and think about and weigh. Firstly, I believe you have been given an open door. I looked and there before me, was a door standing open in heaven. The Father has given you as a house an open door. You're in a season of expansion and development, of stretching your faith, such fun. The Father has given you an open door. Have you ever come to a door that's closed and you can't open it and you try and you push and you strain And it remains shut. Well, the Father has given you an open door. It's not an opening door. It's an open door. I believe it's an open door for you of premises. In 2008, we felt the Father wanted us to break camp and advance as a house. And we needed a new meeting place as a church. And we approached a nearby venue and we prayed and God opened the door. It was a blessed season and the church grew. But a few weeks ago, in one of our sites, someone came forward and told the story of how that door opened for us in 2008. There was a meeting of leaders that were deciding whether we could have the venue. And the group had decided to say no to us because of many reasons. And at that point, the Holy Spirit woke this person up who was sat as a part of this group. And the Holy Spirit spoke to them that they needed to speak on our behalf. And they testified to us just a few weeks ago that they said to the group, this is a wrong decision. These people will bless you, and this will be a blessing for you. And this person began to speak and turned the room around. Because we had a prophetic word, and behind the scenes, God miraculously opened the doors, and we moved and grew. CLM, God has given you an open door. It's an open door of premises. It's an open door of favor, the journey for us of our Compassion Ministry Open Hands has seen many breakthrough moments, but especially over the last three years. Based in a very uh, difficult community in Leicester with so much need surrounding it, we needed a new venue to break out from where we are to be able to reach more people. And a reputation walking with the city over the 10 years before meant that they gave us favor. And we were given an amazing a warehouse that we could renovate others would have paid more rent but they blessed us and we were able to move in with six months free rent so that we could renovate and we as a church decided to lay out down our vision of ever having a larger auditorium and said give all our money that we had in a building fund to renovate that building and with other sources we were able to renovate that building and open it as we came out of the pandemic CLM God has given you an open door, and it's a door of premises, and it's a door of favor, and I believe it's a door of amazing provision. This Monday that's just passed, we were able to sell one of our buildings to another church in Leicester, and it's been a miracle for us. In February last year, the leader visited our church, and I felt such a connection with them, and we stood together, and he told me that they desperately needed a home, and we had a building that we could bless them with, and they moved in and became our friends and began to thrive. And just a, we never advertised the building, we never invited anyone else to look at it. We just simply knit our hearts together. They believed God, we believed God. And this week, in a difficult market, it went through. And with the sale of that building, we get to do something we need to do as a house. I believe the Lord has given you CLM an open door. And he's inviting you as a people to walk through it. I read this week that Coventry's 2023 population is now estimated at 444,547. Give or take one or two. And every one of them is eternal. And every one of them wants to come and needs to come home. And you're invited as a house to bring the message of hope, to be the hands and feet of Jesus in practical help, and to be good news to every person. And we can focus on the challenges ahead. But listen, the Father has placed before you an open door. It's a door of premises for you, a door of favor, a door of provision, a door of influence, a door of breakthrough, a door of miracles, a door of the impossible for you as a people. And he's placed it before you, and he invites you together to run towards it. And I want to say it's going to stretch you this next season. It's going to need everyone. It's going to cost, but it's always going to be worth it. And just perhaps the Lord is going to do something so amazing that only he can get the credit. Secondly, from our packet passage, I believe the Lord has given you a prophetic word. I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven, and the voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said. I believe the Father wants you to be a house filled as a lidless people, I love uh, that picture of openness and availability. A people who love Jesus with everything and are expectant for the suddenness of God. A people who are not trying to restrict but rather running into the fullness that he has. A people living in the miraculous intervention and breakthroughs of God Almighty. CLM, will you be a lidless people who dream and expect the kingdom of God to come in your time? As a house, you believe in prophecy and I love that. The prayer and the prophecy foundation of this house. Continue to love the prophetic words. Two years ago, Susan, in her normal devotions, came to a chapter in Acts Acts 27 about Paul and his companions sailing to Rome, facing a storm, experiencing a shipwreck, and then their rescue and arrival on the island of Malta. And another church in Leicester that has been a source of blessing to people around the world had gone through a very difficult time and we were trying to help them and support them. And the Holy Spirit spoke to Susan from this passage and she shared with them a prophetic picture based on Acts 27 and 28. And she said this, your church is like this ship. You've had a long and varied journey and a great storm has battered you. Winds have driven the ship along and cargo has had to be thrown overboard. Hope seems lost. And the ship itself will run aground and be broken up by the waves. But one way or another, every person on board will reach the shore. And as the ship in Acts landed on the island of Malta, where they were shown unusual kindness and saw miracles and set sail again in a new ship, this will be your experience. And she said this to them, I felt the Lord say, all on board, this ship will be safe. You as a church will find the equivalent of the island of Malta, a place of unusual kindness. There'll be a period of healing, preparation, and miracles, and the time will come to set sail in a new ship with all the equipment, people, and everything you need. And the reality is for us, over these two years, we've seen that prophecy fulfilled. It began for us as us serving with no agenda, becoming a safe place, and then the joining of our hearts and a new breakthrough. I believe you as a house. The Lord wants to remind you, you have a prophetic word. He has said much to you. He has brought faith and hope to you. But it's time to open again the prophetic words over this house again. I believe you're going to see uh, words fulfilled in this next season. Susan's just going to bring a, a quick word to you.
1: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I prayed for you um, recent, well, over the last few weeks and I just felt what God is wanted to say to you this morning, is that he's building here an altar of uncut stones. Um, in Exodus 20, we read that God says, if you make an altar of stones for me, do not build it with dress stones, for you will defile it if you use a tool on it. And up till now, in this church, there's been great structure built, there's been great processes, great rhythms, developed a sense of order and purpose and direction, and all that is good, and God loves it. And I believe he's saying to you that the next move, the next season is your Ezekiel 37 season when the breath comes and the army rises. Amen. And this will be much more messy. It'll feel much more uncontrollable and it'll, it'll come through uncut stones. In other words, through the very individual stones that the Lord himself has cut, if you like, by his spirit. And this is the individual stones that are laid to form the altar and these stones are people. These stones are you. And those who come to join you. In 1 Peter 2, it says, As you come to him, the living stone, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And I believe the Lord is building the house here in CLM with the raw materials of this altar, the living stones, being dedicated people filled with this spirit, and this will look both messy and it will look beautiful as well. And order so far has been very important, and he's about to bring some holy chaos to you as well, and he wants you to embrace that, and embrace that season. And I just had a picture of you, Marta and Esther, at the front of a roller coaster with your hands like right up in the air, um, with all the people of CLM in the carriages behind, and all also raising their hands throwing up their hands in abandonment and screaming. And I believe that's just speaking about (laughs) letting go and enjoying the thrill of the ride that's to come. And also the picture of a riotous garden, that this this church is not to be a garden like when you go to a stately home and all the beds are all beautifully organised in colours and colour-coded and and all sort of quite regimented. But it's to be the beauty of a riot of colours like a wildflower garden full of all different... Colors, shapes, sizes, and wonderful, amazing flowers. So, just to come back to the altar of uncut stones, you know, with the raw material of lives laid down in CLM, God will breathe to create a masterpiece, a temple where He'll live by His Spirit, and from where His presence will, will rest. His presence will rest here and also will overflow to bless the no. nations. So, God bless you.
0: No. No. I believe you have an open door, you have a prophetic word, and thirdly, you have an invitation to come higher. A passage says this, come up here. There's a a video we're going to play on the screen now. Uh, When my youngest son, Tom, was eight, he asked me to go on the sky coaster road at the American Adventure in Derbyshire. And you're watching some pictures, but in simplicity, the two of us were wrapped in a carpet and lifted 200 feet in the air. He was very eager. I have to tell you, I was completely terrified by this that you can see. And they lift you up to the very start, and then somebody goes three, two, one, and you have to press a button. And if you don't, you get lowered down in shame. And before they got to one, I pressed the button, and down we came. And honestly, I, just looking at like, it, I still have flashbacks. I've needed ministry from this moment, but he sees it as a moment of victory. Today, the Father invites you to come up higher, to encounter Him more deeply, to know Him, to be filled with Him, draw near to Him. You have an invitation as a house to come higher, and it's a personal invitation to encounter Him more closely yourself. The King has given you an open door to come higher with Him personally. He wants to do something in every person in this room and in this house as you go higher. And if you'll stop even now as I speak and invite him into every part of your life, something will happen in you this morning if you respond to the invitation to go higher. As I entered 2021, I knew the Father was inviting me to come higher and that as I did, he would meet with me more deeply and bring another level of healing in my life, I'd faced some really deep disappointments. I was stuck. I couldn't move. And I didn't know how to get help. And as a church leader, that was vulnerable for me. And I said to Susan, will you just sit with me and pray for me? I need. The Lord's calling me higher. I just don't know what to do. And as I prayed, I had the clearest vision I've ever had in my life. I saw a river flowing, a beautiful water flowing, and at the side I saw a bush and a small wall and a hidden door. And contaminated water was flowing and trickling through the door and impacting the river. And I knew in a moment that this water was not because of my sin, but because of something in my family line. And in the vision, I went to the door and tried to shut it, but I couldn't do it. And I sensed Jesus begin to dig the soil at the bottom and oil the hinge. And then I heard a sound of powerful water coming. And a tidal wave of water went down the river and flushed through the little door. And then I saw a big boot in this vision. And it kicked the door shut. And a hand appeared in front of me with a key. I took the key and locked the door. And then I looked back and the door was gone. And I knew I was different. I can tell you that something happened in me in that moment, but 30 months later, I know that I came higher and met with him. You have a personal invitation to come higher. It's an invitation to know the Father's embrace. It's an invitation to be loved again before you do anything. It's an invitation to find your chair, where you meet with him daily and encounter his presence in your life. It's an invitation to hear from him through the Bible in your life, to bring him daily your requests and intercessions. It's an invitation to have an encounter with him. But it's also in coming higher, it's a corporate invitation for you as a church to come higher. I want to say to press in for all he has for you and to take ground and break through. It's going to involve everybody responding to a corporate invitation. In the early church, we read that after a time of testing and challenge, that they raised their voices together in prayer. And after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the Word of God boldly. To see everything that He has destined for you, He wants you to press in together and raise your voices. Thank you to the many of you who already pray in this house of prayer, where prayer is the foundation of all that is built, I felt to humbly say to you, there's an even louder shout to come in prayer together. There's an even greater breakthrough in prayer together. Can I urge you to take your place in the prayer of this house and not leave it to others? You're invited together to come up higher. I love that. You have an open door. You have a prophetic word You have an invitation. Fourthly, I believe you have a God plan. Just go back to our passage. After this, I looked. There before me was a door standing open in heaven. The voice I had first heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you. The promise of the Father is that whether we turn to the left or the right, we'll hear a voice saying this is the way, walk in it. Do you know that your church was founded here in Coventry in 1936? Many of those people, in fact the majority, let's say all the people that were here at the beginning, pretty much, are with him now. The steps of faith by the previous leaders and people to believe God here have brought you to this season that you're in. The sacrifice and generosity of the people who are in this house before you have laid the foundations that you now build on. And when we look at how Martin and Esther came and the expansion and the blessing and the miracles of this house, and now you come to a season of maturity and multiplication, and part of that will be planting. Planting sites is a privilege. It brings a focus back to Jesus and not a crowd. It gives the opportunity for others to rise up. It stops it all being about one building. It stretches you so that you're completely reliant on Him because you can't do it without everyone getting involved. It challenges the periphery of the church because you need everyone to play their part. And our journey in Leicester with planting has been a privilege and been messy. And we haven't always done it right. It's not been easy, and it's always cost. Today, five children's teams, five greeting and welcome and and, and serving teams, five worship bands, seven preachers today in the life of our church. And it involves other people rising up with the ministries that flow out of that into the midweek, alongside the encouragement of people to be Jesus where they are. So powerful how you live out your faith. And you already have a plan from God. And he promises to show you as you step out. Honestly, he's going to reveal step by step as you take steps together. Last year in February, I contacted Martin to share a bit of our story. That after giving away our dream of a bigger auditorium, after investing what we had in the renovation of our Compassion Center, we were miraculously given buildings on a huge plot of land worth millions of pounds. And I said to Martin, our plan is to renovate the church building and we're going to chat to the church, bring our gifts in a few weeks and see what he can do. And he gulped and said to me, I think God's plan might be different to that, David. Will you just pause for a minute and take your time. Don't rush. Catch a bit more vision. Teach the people. Prepare for a vision offering. And as he's done so many times, Martin walked with me and our team and our leaders and helped us. He shared with our church family the amazing story of this house, of how you believe God to pay off the mortgage. A truly outstanding miracle in this house as you did your part. And he helped us prepare. And last November as a house, you blessed us with thousands of pounds in a financial gift, which was an encouragement to Susan and I beyond what I can express to you today. And Martin preached at our Vision Sunday in November last year when we saw, to our amazement, the largest offering in our church history. And in a challenging time, we're about to finish our two million pound renovation and move our central site back into September. And because God had a plan, And he has a plan for you. And he has promised to show you. Step by step, as you walk in unity together, he'll show you. Never be distracted by periphery things in the house. Keep the main thing, the main thing. And walk through those doors together. You've got an open door, a prophetic word, an invitation, a God plan. Fifthly, you will see an outpouring. I love this. The writer says... And in that moment, at once, I was in the Spirit. You're a Pentecostal church. You believe in the power of the Spirit, a Word and Spirit house. We know that so often we live in the gap between the promise and fulfillment. We know there can be questions as we wait, but in the middle of every season, He's still the God of the outpouring, and CLM you'll see an outpouring. During a famous healing revival in Birmingham, Alabama, the story is told of a mother who bought her son for prayer. David was almost three years old. He was paralyzed on his right side. He was blind in one eye, deaf and mute and many other conditions. His mother had been told by a doctor that only God can help your boy now. David's mother took that statement literally. And although it cost her greatly, she drove the 250 miles with her boy to get him to the revival. And as the evangelist held the boy in his arms and wept over him, suddenly something happened. Two bright blue pupils appeared where there was once only the milky gray of blindness. And the boy's limbs began to morph like putty into the correct shape. And his tongue, which had hung from his mouth limply, before snapped inside his mouth, and he began to call out the words mama, mama. And when he caught sight of his mother, he took the first steps to go and embrace her, healed. And the tent was full of people with significant needs, and the testimony continues that spontaneously, people stood up from wheelchairs, ran to the front, healed of conditions, and the glory of God rested on the tent. And my prayer as it is when I hear of all those testimonies, I was talking to a a healing evangelist this week, just returned from a mission in Argentina, having seen many people's sight restored. My heart goes, Lord, do it again. Do it here. Do it now. Father, Father, Give us an outpouring. I believe you will see an outpouring. At once, I was in the Spirit. In the statistics I've looked at, Coventry grew by 5,815 people in the last year. And my prayer has been this week, preparing for this, that this will be the number of adults in this house. That's That's my prayer for you. Revelation 4 says to us today, But we have an open door. We have a prophetic word. We have an invitation. We have a God plan. And we will have an outpouring. And lastly, that our focus will be on Jesus. Because in the passage it says this there before me. As I looked, as the door opened, was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. A few years ago, I met a young man in the Makuru slum in Nairobi, Kenya. And I felt that this young man was our business, a worship leader, a beautiful person. And we brought him to the UK for a year to walk with us. And whilst he was here, he opened up about his childhood. His mother had died when he was four. And his father regularly beat him and physically wounded him. And we helped him in his life, and he was even more healed of his wounds. And One day, he testified to to our church of how God was continuing to heal him. And he talked of every time he showered, he could see the scars of the beatings he had on his body. And it reminded him of his past. But he said, Jesus is taking every scar on my body, not to remind me of my past, but to show me how his goodness has also worked in my life since that time. And at the start of the year, I traveled to Kenya and went to the slum there to an amazing church to marry Emadie to his wife, Amina. And during the service, I realized that I was standing next to his father. And I looked at this man who beat his son. And I didn't know how to respond in my own heart. And then in the middle of the service, Emedic and his wife Amina, they danced over to his father and honoured him before all the people, gave him cake and loved him. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. The man who had beaten him when he was young was poured love into by his son and an outpouring of grace and healing and Jesus in the room in that moment. Let your focus be Jesus. Let him continue to be the center of all that you are as a house. Let your pursuit be him. Jesus, for so many, has become an immovable mark in our lives because we've encountered his grace. Let him continue to be your pursuit. As a 19-year-old boy standing on the front row, having given my life to Jesus the day before, somebody in this small church service stood up with a guitar and began to sing, Worthy, oh worthy are you, Lord. And as I stood there, I began to feel the presence of God and had a revelation of his love for me and wept openly for a couple of hours in God's presence as I saw how much Jesus had done for me. And I have never recovered since that moment. Let your pursuit be Him, Jesus, full of integrity, led by love, always honest, always generous, coming to serve, full of grace and truth, compassion and kindness. When we walk with Jesus, We encounter grace and love and mercy. And his presence impacts every area. Please will you see the one today seated on the throne again. He's calling you and me to live a life of integrity. To tell the truth. To forgive those who hurt us. To be humble and teachable and others centered. To give of our resources to him without asking questions. To serve others as he did. To love those in need without agenda. And to love God with all our hearts. And to remember, I love that, such a beautiful song we sang earlier. Thank you, AJ. That one day he'll return and we'll see him. And it will be more beautiful than we ever imagined. We'll meet him in the air. I think that means... I think it means we're going to fly that's what I'm hoping for. Ooh. And those of us who've already gone will rise to meet him and those of us here will meet him and he will be more beautiful and lovely and wonderful than we ever imagined and it will be completely worth it. I believe we have an open door. I believe you have a prophetic word. I believe you have an invitation, you have a God plan, you will have an outpouring and always, always let your focus be Jesus. I'd love to take just a couple of minutes just to apply, I wonder if uh, the band could just return, I wonder if I could ask you if you're able to stand please in God's presence. And when I looked, there before me was a door standing open in heaven. Some of you, perhaps in the room or online, got into a mindset of thinking that everything I try to do, it won't succeed, the door won't be opened. He's placed an open door before you. And as a house, an open door to run through, I urge you in your heart to say, Jesus, I'm going to walk through your open door. And the voice I had first heard speaking to me, like a trumpet said, you have a prophetic word. Perhaps over your own life, Words that were important to you that God said to you, things that were prophesied over you that you're still waiting. Some of you had a word that your children would return. Don't give up. Don't give up. They may be working on their testimony, but many of those children would, were dedicated and you've prayed and you believe God. And just perhaps in this next season, they're coming home. Keep looking. Get ready to run to them without judgment and welcome them back. And the voice said this, come up here. You have an invitation personally to come higher. Why don't you say, Jesus, I want to draw closer to you. I want more of you. Breathe in his presence even now. Just welcome the presence of the Holy Spirit into your life and as a church, as a house, to come up higher. There's more. There's more. I want to say to you, there's more. There's more. Come up here, and I will show you what must take place. God has a plan. Will you set your hearts to say, Lord, we're going to we're going to fulfill and walk through all of your plan that you have for us. Nothing more, nothing less. The plan of God. You know, why don't you say that about your life? I want to fulfill your plan in my life. And at once, I was in the Spirit. There's an outpouring. There's an outpouring. There's a fresh outpouring. If you're... Why don't you just quietly pray in the language of the Spirit if you're more comfortable in praying in in English or uh, another language, do. But why not just quietly right now pray in the language of the Spirit. Father, I pray for a fresh outpouring in this house. Father, in every small group across the city, in every ministry, in the amazing children's and youth and young adult ministry of this house. Father, in the name of Jesus, let your presence come more powerfully, I pray, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, oh, let there be an outpouring. And there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it. Let's let our focus be Jesus. If you're able to lift your hands here and just say, Jesus, have all of me, have all of me, have all of me. I give you me this morning. All that I have, all that I am. Jesus, have all of me. Fill me again. I give you my heart, my future, my life. Oh, I'm so thankful for your call and your blessing on my life. Father, we love you. We honor you. We bless you. We worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. my my In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus Let it be Jesus Thank you Father, thank you Father Thank you Father, we love you, we honour you We bless you, we praise you